Hello and welcome to Talk of the Town. This show is a collaboration between the City of Winter Park, the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and Rollins College, and each show provides useful information and a transparent look into the happenings in Winter Park. I'm Sam Stark, Vice President here at Rollins College, and I'm pleased to serve as host of the show. With me today is the President and CEO of the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, Betsy Gardner-Eckbert, and Winter Park Mayor, Phil Anderson. Great to have the band back together here <laughs> in May. Thanks for being here. Thanks to you, Sam, for hosting us. So we have a special guest with us, uh, Amy Morgan, who's a vice president at the Winter Park Chamber of Commerce, and she, amongst many other duties, runs the Leadership Winter Park program. And we want to talk a little bit about Leadership Winter Park. It's entering into its 33rd class and just one of the great programs, I personally believe, in our community. And uh, it's a great program of the chamber. So maybe Betsy sort of intro that a little bit and then... Uh, we can let Amy share really some of the details. Well, thank you, Sam. And we know that you speak from experience about how great the program is because I'm going to say you were in class 14. 14, that's right. <laughs> so we are really grateful uh, for your participation in that. And, you know, Mayor Anderson has spoken to class 32 twice this year. So we're really grateful <laughs> for the commitment. I'm getting it that, down. That, that's right. <laughs> the city uh, makes to supporting the quality and integrity of the program. So thank you to both of you for being contributors and supporters of the program. Uh, we're really fortunate to have someone whose sort of life's passion is really equipping and mobilizing people to be the best version of themselves. And Amy Morgan has led our um, programs for almost four years now and has done a tremendous job revamping the curriculum of Leadership Winter Park, making it more intentional with respect to specific leadership development goals for our participants, and then embracing a more diverse group of curriculum model participants. So we're kind of looking with a different lens at what the Winter Park story is and making sure that we're doing that uh, with an eye toward inclusivity in a way that we've never done before. I think that was certainly always a priority, but it's a renewed focus. Mm -hmm. So uh, I want to just welcome Amy and ask you to share a little bit about what is Leadership Winter Park? Well, thank you so much, Betsy, and it's a pleasure to be here on Talk of the Town to speak with your listeners today. Um, Leadership Winter Park is a nine-month program where we focus on not only what's going on in Winter Park now, but also what's happened historically and what's to come. The program's made up of eight session days, and each one focuses on a different theme or um point of view that we would like the class to focus on. The program runs August through May, so it runs with the school year, and it really gives participants a backstage tour of Winter Park. We focus on ways to boost your knowledge, your skills, and your relationships to really find out how each individual can make a difference here in Winter Park. So one of the things that I'm always impressed with is the cohesiveness of the class. Mm -hmm. And they really take a day out of their schedule every month mm -hmm. to come and mm -hmm. be together mm -hmm. and go through these learning modules. Can you help us understand what a session day looks like for each of the participants? Absolutely. So this is a program that is different from other leadership conferences or business conferences you might attend because there is that cohesive class feel to it. And it creates a really special and effective learning environment for each of the session days. So the group comes together 
50 complete strangers. And really after the first session, which is an overnight retreat, they bond as a united class. And going into each of the eight session days, with that united bonded mindset and class feel really opens up everyone's minds to learning about the community. So Betsy, you asked about the session days. We have eight session days, as I mentioned, and they span all sorts of topics from learning about our local government, where we're mm -hmm. able to connect with Mayor Anderson uh, many times this year. Uh, we dive into our arts and culture scene in Winter Park, the education system. We take a backstage look at our healthcare facilities and so much more. Each year, alumni actually come back and help us revamp and tweak the program so that the curriculum that's offered is very specific to what's going on in Winter Park right now. And they also help us create really unique and fun experiences for the class. So every year is slightly different, but I'll tell you about a couple of the interesting things that we were able to do this year. Okay. The government session day is always one of the very, very favorite, and that is really due to our close relationship with both our police and fire department, um, many of whom have gone through this program themselves and helped us create a very much experiential learning environment for our class. So on government day, after we learn all about um, what our mayor and commission team is doing, as well as our local government officials, we dive into the police and fire aspect of the day. There, the class actually gets to get hands-on training <laughs> on things that the our first responders are doing every day. One of the favorites is using the Jaws of Life mechanism to cut open a car with the help of our fire department. So that's always a, a highlight of the day and a really fun aspect of not only learning about what our government does, but also trying it out and get, getting a new respect for the work that our firefighters, for example, are doing. I think you've got the new chief of police in this year's class, Chief Fulkerson. Yes, we do. And that didn't hurt in creating an extra special government day <laughs> this year. <laughs> Um, and we always have such a wonderful partnership with both PD and fire um, each year, creating those really special moments. And we're so grateful to have Chief Fulkerson in our class leading the way. Um, another example I'll tell you about session day is on our healthcare day, when we really start to look at what is going on in our healthcare system, but then we go behind the scenes and take a look at what our doctors and nurses are facing every day. Um, this year, we were able to spend time with some of the top leadership at Advent Health, and they helped us walk through the challenges that they had facing the pandemic um, from a management perspective and a community perspective as well. And then we took a more than a backstage tour, we had a full experience where we were actually able to go into a real OR, um, scrub in um, and wear bunny suits from head to toe and watch a robotic a robotic arm do um, some practice surgeries. And some of our class members even got to try it wow. out and try their <laughs> hand at using a robotic um, surgery mechanism, which is very tricky, actually. And um, sure. they had a really, really interesting experience being able to go into the OR. So those are just a couple of the unique experiences that we provide in our session days, really our session days are meant to open your eyes and change your perspective so that you can understand what's going on in this community and really think about what your role might be to help 
the community move forward in one way or another. And I know I spend a day a month with you guys just for, not the whole day, but jump in to, to mm-hmm. greet the class. And even though I grew up in Winter Park, there's always something you guys are doing that's new to me. And I think a lot of people who are native to Winter Park have said that on our surveys. They thought they knew everything about Winter Park, but that there was still more to learn. Oh, absolutely. And just taking a full day out of your schedule to invest in yourself and invest in your community is going to provide opportunities that open your eyes. Then meeting all of the, the speakers that we have in the class that um, are able to share different points of view and different things that you may not know are going on um, really creates a great environment for those aha moments and shifts in, per- in perspective. Well, one of the things that I love about it is, is the relationships, I mean, is mm-hmm. the people, mm-hmm. because I think the city does a great job as a whole of, of often not making big decisions without massive community input. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that Leadership Winter Park and the city, but the program specifically helps people get educated a little bit more um, and, and helps them become more engaged and aware so that when the mayor and the commission are wrestling with important decisions, they, they kind of know more. So it's an educated community. Right. And that's kind of what I appreciate about y'all leading the effort is, is really raising great community citizens and leaders, um, you know, kind of giving them a, a bigger perspective. And what I've always found interesting is it digs so much into the history of how Winter Park came about, you know, between the college and the way it was founded and evolved. And I think that context is great. And, um, you know, for us, it's kind of like a great ad, too. It's like, well, how does Winter Park have the best police and fire response time in all of Central Florida? And then you go out and look at the the base that they operate mm-hmm. out and the level of professionalism. And it's like, wow, that's pretty impressive. And yeah. so I appreciate everything y'all are doing to expose people to really what makes Winter Park special. So thank you. So, Amy, just a couple more questions mechanically. How much does the program cost? Because I know we've got our deadline coming up for applications for the class that starts in August. That application deadline is in a couple days, May 20th, correct? Yes. Thank you, Betsy, for bringing that up. We are currently accepting applications for our next class, which starts in August. The deadline is Friday, May 20th, so just a couple more days to get your application in. And the cost of the program is $2,700 with a discount for chamber members, bringing it to $2,400. And that covers all eight sessions, an overnight retreat, lunch during every session, as well as a graduation luncheon to celebrate at the end. And we know that our big corporates can stomach that kind of freight, but what (laughs) if you're working for a small nonprofit or you're a Crummer student or something Mm -hmm. like that? Well, we have a wonderful system in place where graduates of our program choose to sponsor and donate to our scholarships, um, which enable many people to attend the program at a lower cost. We have a couple of different scholarships that I'll run through really quickly. We have two nonprofit scholarships of 50%. Um, We also have a 50% small business scholarship. So that's for a new entrepreneur or someone just getting started in Winter Park that's really looking to put roots down here and grow their business. We also have a full scholarship for a person of color called our Opportunity Scholarship, which um, we started just a few years ago, and it has been a really fantastic opportunity to bring even more diversity to the program. 
Um, we also have a great partnership with two organizations. One is Victory Cup. So we launched this year our first ever Victory Cup full scholarship where one of the nonprofits that go through their program, one of their finalists are able to join us the following year for a full scholarship, which is just a transformational opportunity for a small nonprofit. And then lastly, we're so grateful to partner with Rollins every mm -hmm. year. Um, we have several several Rollins re people represented in, in the class each year. Um, specifically on scholarship, we have one Crummer student, and that is an emerging leader full scholarship for a graduate of Crummer that's graduating while in the program. And it's a really wonderful way to have younger perspectives and um, younger energy involved in the program and a great opportunity for a Crummer student. And I know that this year hmm. there's a big competition of who is going to be selected for that scholarship. Um, and that is run all the through Rollins. So um, Rollins students, take a look and we'd love to have you apply for that as well. I will say also, Betsy, the, all these scholarships are by application that can be found on our website. If you visit winterpark.org, you can click on the leadership heading and do your full application. It'll take you about 20 minutes to enter the program. And then there's a smaller additional scholarship application on the website as well. And I'm so grateful to you and your team for doing the fundraising that we do at the Pancake Breakfast yeah. at Christmas time and the Legacy Day of Giving because mm -hmm. that also funds our Youth Leader Scholarship Program. We have a similar program for talented high school students in the summer, mm -hmm. um, and those many of them come on full scholarship for that, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all of the the participants are on half scholarship mm -hmm. for that. So we're so grateful for all that. Just kind of to wrap up on Leadership Winter Park, what are some of the big changes that you see occur in the people that, that take the class? Well, as we touched on, the biggest the biggest focus of the class is really the relationships, as Sam mentioned earlier. So after the very first interaction, the relationships between these 50 individuals are evident from the outside. So even speakers that join us comment on how um, incredible it is to see these people just conversing and connecting in many different ways. So definitely the relationship aspect is huge. Also, as individuals, we see a huge increase in their motivation to get involved. So they may start the program with a vague hope that they might get involved. And as the program evolves and they meet new people, learn new things, we see a lot more action being taken. So people going out, maybe connecting with one of the speakers or organizations that we met during the year or partnering with a class member and going out and making a difference in the community, attending those city commission meetings, voicing their opinion and really um, taking action. And that's really the goal of Leadership Winter Park is to create these community advocates. So. Um, it's really a fantastic program, and we'd love to have have you apply if you're listening today. Just two more days for our application deadline of May 20th. And for information, again, where do they go for the application and uh, more information? Visit winterpark.org and click on Leadership Winter Park. All the information will be there, and we'd love to have you apply for next year's class, Class Great. 33. And I was leading a workshop yesterday with a current participant, and I was sitting there measuring at least kind of 10 to 15 times ROI, mm. their investment in mm. Leadership Winter Park mm -hmm. from the business benefits they've gotten from that. So we're Absolutely. really hoping to have a, a broad and diverse class this year, so hope people will apply. For sure. Um, thanks, Sam, for That's the opportunity awesome. to share about that. No, we love it, Thank and you. it's good for uh, the 
community. It's certainly good for the chamber. So um, uh, continued success and good luck with class 33 and beyond. Uh, thanks to Amy Morgan, Vice President of the Warner Park Chamber for, uh, for, for sharing a lot about that. Thank you, Amy. It's a great program, and I've enjoyed speaking to the team and the, and the class, and uh, it's just a pleasure to see them all come together and so enthusiastic. Uh, so thank you for your leadership there. Oh, thank you so much, and thank you for having me on the podcast. Love it. So we'll shift gears a little bit, and, and we'll, we'll sort of, uh, we have a couple interesting things to talk about. Um, some power company <laughs> initiatives, Mayor, that you can share about, sure. some sustainability and, and some other events and activities taking place. So maybe you can start, Mayor, with some sure. of the things going on with the power company. You know, it's it's something that, that Winter Park is really diligent about. We've got a great We've got a great organization called the Keep Winter Park Beautiful and Sustainable Board and a staff that really assists them in making making big changes. You know, earlier this week or a couple of weeks ago, we actually had the run through the trees and the celebration of Earth Day. And that's just one part of what this team is doing. Um, you know, and it connects really well with Rollins and what Rollins is looking at and doing, in, you know, sustainability issues. And frankly, it ties into the conversations that Betsy and I have had about economic development and how sustainability is a big deal for the companies that really want to relocate to some place that has a, a responsible community. And, uh, you know, we have an impressive group that they issued a big report in 2020 and 21. Uh, we're taking that report very seriously. You know, one of the big elements is the trees. Uh, if you were at the Earth Day, you'd know that Winter Park is giving away trees. And it's part of sustainability right. because the tree canopy is such a big, big, big part of why Winter Park is special. You know, the air, the cool, all that kind of thing. And so that's something that we care a lot about. But probably more impactful is what we're doing on the power company. You know, un, we're a unique community in that we actually get to choose where we buy our power. You know, do we buy natural gas generated power? Do we buy nuclear generated power? Do we buy solar? And uh, we've actually made a lot of leaps into buying more solar. And we've committed to getting two megawatts of our power out of out of solar power but that's really not enough and so one of the things i'm excited about is we've just started a feasibility project to look at how can we get more and more renewable and clean energy into our fuel mix by 2035 and 2050. And I don't know what the answer is going to be, but the good news is we live in Florida where most days we can get a little bit of sunshine. Right. Um, so we know that's a big part of it. Yeah. But we're in a really unique position, hopefully to take a leadership role in not just our city and our region, but to hopefully set a great example. And, um, you know, President Cornwell and I are going to be meeting. I believe, Sam, you're going to be part of that yes. meeting. Um, this is something that Betsy has advocated for on the part of economic development. And I, I'm just really excited about it. So yeah. we'll see where it leads us. I love it. Uh, we're going to be in suspense for five or six months, but uh, we'll see where it it's takes planning. us. planning. Betsy, why is sustainability important from sort of an economic and, and business standpoint? So I think two reasons. I think that the About Us section on people's website is a really important thing. People want to click on that. They want to read about what people are doing to be corporate social responsibility citizens. I think no longer can you just sort of 
um, slash and burn and go through mm -hmm. business without it, without thinking about the holistic consequences of that. I think people are holding businesses to account um, with respect to their um, stewardship of the earth or stewardship of each other. How well do they look after the people that are in their care? How well do they look after the planet? And, you know, we're even seeing this ESG, which stands for Environment, Social and Governance, um, permeate how people institutionally invest. So pension funds and things like that are pulling out of companies that don't have uh, an ESG score. It's actually a score that's given now. And, and there are people that are being measured on how well they're doing with respect to this. So I think it's one of those things um, you can govern yourselves or you can be governed on it. And I right. think business always wants to govern itself with respect to these things. But I also think we do live in a beautiful natural, natural environment. I think many of us are aware that there's a water problem in Florida. And I'm really proud of the Florida Chamber for taking a position mm -hmm. on addressing our water problem. It's really interesting. It doesn't really hit home until you can't go to Captiva Island anymore <laughs> because there's an algae bloom, right? And so there's there's a lot of things that affect business with respect right. to the planet. And if we're not intentional about um, being proactive with solutions for that, we're going to be very sorry. Yeah, I think the yeah the, you know sort of an add-on piece is is this generation. You know, as we just graduated um, our our class of 2022, these students care. Deeply, not, right. that, not that we don't, right? right? Not that our generation doesn't, but it drives this generation. And I think that that's one of the things that, uh, you know, when I toured the campus, I, I got an understanding of how deeply this sustainability issue is with Rollins. And, and frankly, on a national playing field, how deeply Rollins is committed to it. So I, I'm, I'm hoping that we end up having this great partnership um, as we go through this feasibility stuff. I, I, I will tell you, I'm also a finance guy and I'm an engineer, so I like to crunch all the numbers. So we're going to try to make sure that it makes sense, that what we come up with is doable, achievable, realistic, and, and also hits targets that we think are really, really measurable and achievable. Right. So, yeah, without, you know, sort of perfection being the obstacle of, of improvement and better and even great, right? Like, you, we, we might not be able to get to perfect, right? but we can sure do better. Right. Uh, but, you know, I, I really enjoyed a conversation I had with a community leader a couple weeks ago who said, <clears throat> I would love to buy an electric vehicle, but I know that if I do, it will only be charging with 20% renewables. So it doesn't really get me there, right? right. So if we move to... 35, 40, 50 percent. What's the community-wide conversation where that triggers more uptake of electric vehicle usage? The other thing we've just put on our community um, prosperity <clears throat> scorecard are four metrics where we could decide as a community to get better at this. Do we want to incentivize people to have solar put up their house? Do we <clears throat> want to, you know, see more electric vehicle charging stations installed both privately and publicly around Winter Park? Would that incentivize the uptake of um, usage of electric vehicles as well. So what are those little things that, that done uh, in chorus start to make a difference for our community? But also just starting to look at understanding what the trigger points are where people would start to change their behavior if there were more of a framework of incentivization around their behavior to do yeah. that. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I'm, I'm proud to say at Rollins, President Cornwell is leading us through his second round of strategic planning. And, you know, for a lot of strategic planning, it's it's very operational. Um, ours is very um, 
sort of um, issue based. And so we, we kind of know how to run a college. We know pretty much the fundamentals and the principles, but there are some key issues that uh, that the institution can can tackle. And in this second round under uh, Grant's leadership, sustainability, uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion, and, and our curriculum are the three issues that we're tackling to, hmm. to, to be better. Really? And wow. so it, it, it ties all so, you know, so deeply into everything that, that the city's doing, the chamber's doing, the community's doing. And the sustainability part, really trying to become a zero waste campus and institution, um, we, we probably can't do it without a partnership with the city. And, um, and that's already in place on, on some levels. But that's an that's a interesting exercise as we learn more about what we do, how we do it, mm-hmm. and, um, and how we can, you know, again, do better on campus. And the, and the sustainability with our curriculum is, is actually tied directly to the United Nations uh, SDGs, Sustainable D- Development Goals, and having a curriculum that perhaps aligns almost specifically with those. Mm-hmm. And so a student, you know, can graduate with a politics degree, but also now has a slant towards solving some of these important world problems and challenges. So is that a collection of classes that that the students are able to take, or is it a focus of a particular class? For the strategic plan? Or, well, or the, the SDGs. Uh, SDG. Haven't done that yet. I mean, that's that's one of the uh, initiatives that's underway and being Got evaluated it. by the by the faculty, the staff, the students, the, the, the alumni, is how do we, you know, how, how do we do it? Right. And what's the best way to do it? Changing a curriculum at an institution is not uh, easy uh, <laughs> or done lightly, which nor, nor right. should it be. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about, you know, this partnership and looking forward to working with Rollins, Rollins uh, students, and then also with the chamber as we kind of integrate this into how the chamber helps us attract better businesses. Right. Great. Well, and I think there is a relevancy imperative to be focused on these kinds of things. And I think it's wonderful that Rollins understands that there's an opportunity cost to not innovate around this. And I think that's where businesses see this as well, that, you know, if, if people are really looking under the hood, what your organization is doing now, I've seen that with the only, the young adults that live with me, my children, they will vote with their feet so fast on an organization that they don't think is aligned with the right principles. And they're, they're going to start voting with their wallets. They're going to have jobs one day and they're going to be able to do that. I'm very (laughs) excited about that moment, but I do think that we have to, um, maintain, uh, you know, a relevant positioning with respect to these things. And I'm really pleased that, that Rollins is leading the way on that and the city's working so hard. I know what, what we are advocating for is not easy, Mayor Anderson, so we're grateful for your leadership. Um, we don't turn an aircraft carrier instantly, so it's really important <laughs> that people understand these things take time, but we're really grateful that we have the right leadership to focus on it. Yeah, good stuff. Great. What else is happening in the city? Anything else you want to sort of uh, share well, as we get... Sort of a loose segue. Yeah, you know, When you talk about sustainability and trees and water, <laughs> you know, we actually use recycled water in our Ward Park facilities yeah. and in other facilities. Uh, but, you know, taking the segue from parks, we just, we just finished acquiring and doing a very, very short repositioning of the Winter Pines, Winter, the Winter Pines Golf Club. Yes. And so we're really excited that we've taken that over. A lot of the uh, premier maintenance that you've seen on the Winter Park 9 is going to be applied. We took about two weeks off to sort of reconstitute a few things. Uh, no big dramatic changes. It's still intended to be an affordable family fun course. And I think that that's just, 
I just want to reinforce that. We've got a great driving range. Uh, we do have a brand new concessionaire. Yes. And um, I'm told that we'll be offering... Um, you know, something a little more sustainable, not sustainable, maybe a little better than roller dogs you right. know, going into the future. So we're right. excited that we have a new concessionaire there and uh, a lot of fun. So Paul Twyford, who is running that, is a beloved chamber member and the <laughs> owner of the Winter Park Distilling Company. And Rollins alum. And a Rollins alum. So he's the trifecta Indeed. right here. <laughs> um, and I know we can rely on him to bring some really inspired distilled spirits that are actually award winning. And then some amazing beers, and he just brings a kind of bon vivant charm to everything he does. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what he brings to that. Yeah, mix. I'm pretty excited about it. I think we've got a, uh, a sort of grand reopening little deal. Uh, we just had that last week, yeah. and, and it'll be That's ready awesome. to operate now. So maybe it's a little crystal ball uh, question, but do you see that getting, you know, a new architect coming in and doing a massive, re like, like you did to Winter Park 9, or not sure yet? We're not really sure. What we yeah. have done is we formed a uh, really an award-winning you know committee to look at it, and a lot of the members of the committee have that background and experience in working on the Winter Park Nine renovation. Right. I think we would, we just don't want to lose focus that this has been a a, a great course for family play. Yes. And, you know, whether you're this is not intended to be, you know, a Tiger Woods course. Right. This is where you get to learn and, and develop your game and just have fun. Bring the kids on the course yeah. and have a great time. So putting on your business hat, I mean, at the end of the day, you you have to have done the analysis that this right. is a profit center opportunity for the city. Absolutely. We ran a number of analyses that said if, if the play continued at the level it was, we're certainly covering all of our interest and debt service costs to acquire it. And even if you got really, really conservative and said that the play is going to drop, you're still covering your interest costs. So I think it's going to be a great investment for the city. But more importantly, it just lines really, really well with, you know, the families and park Love feel it. that we really want here in Winter Park. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. Well, good luck with that. We'll be out there contributing to that, uh, to, to that <laughs> profit center for sure. Uh, Betsy, how about you? Or, you know, as we enter the summer months, what, what's going to happen uh, with the chamber other than Leadership Winter Park? Uh, applications due here shortly. And youth what else? leaders. Yeah, we'll have yeah. our youth leaders program. We do two sessions. That's already the applications for that are already closed. Uh, they close in March. But we have our summer soiree, uh, which is a lifestyle event. We'll be having that at the Winter Park Event Center. We focus on uh, lifestyle focus topics with respect to what women are interested in. And then we also will be hosting, uh, we will have host, we're, we're gonna host our political mingle uh, in late June where people are gonna have a chance to vote in a straw poll on for the ballot that we have coming up in the fall for political races. And we are um, really looking forward to getting candidates out to mingle with the public so people can present their platforms and get our voters better informed about who's going to be uh, in the political races coming up. And we are pleased to have just hosted our uh, legislative update where we heard from members of our legislative delegation about this uh, lively legislative session we just had. Indeed. Yes, it was. 
Anything else you want to close with, Mayor? Sure. Uh, you know, we've got big celebrations and plans on for Juneteenth and, of course, the 4th of July. Yes. You know, now best. that uh, we're all out and about a little bit more, I think those will return to their normal vigor and excitement. Uh, so we're excited about that. That's and awesome. uh, we'll have a new band shell coming into the park uh, sometime before the fall. Uh, we're excited about that as well. What's going to be that? What's going to look or be different about that? Uh, well, number one, the roof isn't going to be torn to shreds, so that will be an advancement. Good. But uh, it's progress. No, it's going to be a very classic architecture. It's oh, going to nice. be repositioned slightly. The stage, I think, will be a little bit safer. Uh, lighting will be more permanent and better. Um, it's just basically a dress-up of one of our, uh, you know, one of our key focal points in our whole park. Yeah. And uh, I think we'll all be pleased with the end results. It's a little bit more classical architecture, I think. Yeah. Uh, so nice. I think we'll be pleased with it. Well, speaking of it's sort of parks, but um, Rollins was able to host our commencement ceremonies uh, about 10 days ago at Showalter Field. Wow. Thanks to a good partnership with the city. And we had our, uh, two days full of uh, commencement ceremonies for our Holt School, our Crummer Graduate School of Business, and of course, Rollins undergrads. And it was a spectacular day. It's a great venue. And I don't know uh, if people have seen it, hopefully by now, but we, you know, we had ABC News national coverage uh, recognizing our commencement speaker, who is uh, a, a dynamic and spectacular young lady autistic and nonverbal. So she literally and truly typed out her speech with one finger um, and then it got uh, transposed to, a, to a, a computer audio recording and it was just a spectacularly moving uh, uh, speech that um, literally had the students applauding several times, had people you know, gently uh, crying in, in their seats and wow. it, was, uh, it was really good. So if people haven't seen it, they should look at our Rollins YouTube page and, and see our, our commencement speaker. So always nice to get some national uh, news coverage too, which was fun for Rollins. Well, another full show. Uh, <laughs> thank you both. This is so good. Um, Betsy uh, Gardner-Eckbert, CEO of the Chamber and Mayor Phil Anderson, thanks for all you are doing and continue to do for Winter Park. We will be back in June for another edition, so keep, uh, keep tuned to City Chamber and Rollins Communications for updates. So with that, we say thanks for joining Talk of the Town and have a great day in Winter Park.